Hey, this is Jess. And this is Trevenia. This is the podcast, Why Does No One Tell You? Where we talk about all the things that we're learning as first-time moms that no one talks about or told us about. Welcome back to Why Does No One Tell You? And today we're going to hear Trefinia's birth story. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. Yes, we are very excited. Yes. I have all my notes. Yay. Do you see my notes? I do. I brought in my journal and I also brought in my laptop. Nice. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just start with this email that I wrote on Sunday, May 29th. And I was writing to my business partner because my business partner had taken a cruise that week. And so it was just myself and uh, my principal architect. We, looking back, I was a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) To put it mildly, I had, I was still working for the government at that time. And I was literally on the floor like replacing computers for a nonprofit here in town again and you're how many weeks pregnant oh i think i was like 38 oh my god like i was it was may i was doing that like may 15th like right around there my due date was june 2nd i think okay um and I don't know what was wrong with me. Looking back, (laughs) I was just like on a mission to get to the end of May, I guess. And I wanted to get all these things done because I knew that they needed to get done. And no one else was going to do them because that's how small business works sometimes. Yeah. Um, So this week uh, leading up to June 1st or 2nd, that week prior, my business partner was on a cruise by no fault of his own, his family, like, <laughs> he didn't, like, uh, they planned it, like, a year in yeah. advance, you know, like, yeah. as you typically would for a cruise. I didn't know that I was pregnant until, well, less than a year. Right. And so, when I found that out, I was like, okay, gotta make it to when he gets back. That is the goal. Yeah. The goal is for him to be back on shore, and then I can have this baby. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, no. Yeah, so he came back that Saturday, and that Saturday was, I was actually helping our friends move. That was another (laughs) weird thing. Oh, wow. We were helping our uh, friends move into their new house. I didn't do a whole lot that day. Um, Yeah. Mainly, I just kept our friend company because she was pregnant, too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was a, a month behind me. Right. And then, so we get to Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. And um, I start writing this email to my uh, business partner and it lists out all the things that we need to get done or all the things like I'm handing off to him. And then I sign off with, I apologize if I forgot anything. My water broke around six and I've been writing this in between contractions. It's time to go deliver a baby. Oh my gosh. Uh, P.S. Text me on Wednesday to check on how we're doing. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. What happened was that day on Sunday, um there was definitely a shift. Like I think you talked about this in your um birth story that you kind of know yeah. when okay, this is the day I'm going to have a baby or like this baby is coming soon and I definitely agree with that. That happened on uh early early Sunday morning. 
I felt that shift, internal shift. And so um, I got out of bed around six and I love going for walks. So I took my dog for a walk that day, that morning, and like was trying to finish up around the house, like laundry and yeah. just some snacks and all that good stuff. We still went to church uh, that morning. And um, what was what what was funny is some people at church said like I still had more time. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny. Cause, that is because like you know like actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in labor right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like you still feel those first co- first contractions that you'll feel feel like you talked about this they feel mm-hmm. like uh period cramps mm-hmm. and they're just you feel uncomfortable but not enough for you to stop what you're doing right. or anything like that and because of that book that we uh read that natural hospital birth book mm-hmm. i was able to kind of get my head wrapped around like what to expect yeah. and that was really helpful yeah um around 11 we actually ended up sleeping for like two hours for a nap yeah it was almost like my body was like hey you need to rest before this marathon Mm. it was so weird um because even rob uh took a nap at that time and i don't take naps for longer than like 20 minutes usually so to take a two-hour nap was out of the ordinary so how bad were your contractions at this point they're not they were again they were like period cramps okay so they were so you were in labor for how long at this point a couple hours a couple hours i guess um my water still hadn't broken so it was i wouldn't i actually i wouldn't even say that um i I, honestly so how i'm going to interpret labor I started is when my water broke. Okay. Because so you're not even considering yourself to be in labor at this yeah. point. At this point, gotcha. I'm just uncomfortable. Okay. I'm thinking, okay, they're probably Braxton Hicks or like, oh, okay, like or they're like. Uh, That's right, because you said you were due June second, second, and this was like two weeks before. Uh, yeah, it is May 29th. Oh, so it's not so too few days early, before. but it's early enough that like you're not thinking yeah, that I'm it not, could be it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm um the my previous appointment to the doctor uh again, if they didn't need to check me, then I was like, nope, you don't need to. So I didn't even know how dilated I was or oh, anything. Wow. Okay. Because at 38 weeks, I ended up just talking to my nurse practitioner and I was you know, we end up just chatting. Yeah. And uh, I like to be in and out of there. So right. I had no idea what I was at. So who knows what was happening there? Hmm. Um, all I knew is that, uh, and I also didn't really have a birth plan. Um, my plan was to have the baby. <laughs> like that is, <laughs> I was the complete opposite of many of my friends. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because in my business, we have an execution and an incident response plan. But in this, my plan was like, I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to take it as it comes. <laughs> and m- my preparation focused a lot about mindset and like making sure that I had released any type of fear that mm. I was still working through. And I did that through a lot of like prayer and I read through uh, Proverbs mm. and 
doing um like I did yoga every day like in the mornings oh wow yeah not for very long like 10 15 minutes yeah but it was a a yoga practice I found on on YouTube and that is what helped me get prepared mm. I know different yeah mm-hmm. I did a lot of journaling during that time too to kind of make sure that when I was ready to have the baby then m- any type of like mental blocks would be removed that's awesome yeah if I could recommend that to anyone I I, take the time before you have the baby to really focus on letting go of any type of fear or anything like that because it really the more research that I did about having a baby and being in labor a lot of times fear will prevent a woman from having a baby because the whole point of labor is for you to it's so crazy because you need to relax mm-hmm. in order for those muscles and all those things to like loosen up right. and open up that way the baby can come out right so it was it's really interesting on having that perspective yeah all right so it's uh we took the nap and then at around 6 p.m i remember telling rob i didn't want anyone over at the house because Uh, I think we talked about that of when you're in, when you're about to have a baby, it's almost like primal where you want to just kind of hide. Yeah. And like you only want maybe your husband there or like maybe your mom or your sister, someone very close to you. Everyone else can just get away. Right. Um, And so I remember telling him that and... This was still at your house? Yeah, still at our house. And he was planning, my husband was planning on going to dinner with his brother and his mom. And I remember telling my husband that I didn't want their, the little dog that my brother-in-law, brother-in-law brings over. Mm -hmm. Because usually she comes over, it's fine. But for some reason, that one thing I was like upset about. So... The dog came over and it really upset me Aww. to the point where I'm just like on the floor in my room crying. Aww. Yeah. Which I think should be an indicator of yeah. like there's some hormonal changes right. going on. Like looking back, I'm really happy that it happened because yeah. when I was crying, that's when my water broke. I was just going to ask if your water had broken yet. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So it was almost like the release of emotions Mm. allowed me to kind of take another step into labor and put me relaxed. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think like what you were saying earlier about how your body needs to be relaxed when you're holding in all those emotions. Your body's so tense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, it was funny because I promptly called Rob. (laughs) (laughs) How how much water came out if you don't mind me asking? No, no. Um it was well it was um for me it it felt like a balloon popped. Okay. Um and it was a I don't know how like maybe a cup. Okay. Yeah. So that's not, a good amount of water yeah. though, like coming not, out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not uh not a lot, but enough for you to take notice yeah you're like, hmm. yeah you're like i think something's happening yeah <laughs> that's so interesting because I, I didn't get to feel my water break because i had the epidural at yeah. that point 
So everything was numb. Oh, wow. So when the nurse was like, oh, your water broke. I'm like, oh, cool. And my yeah. only image that I have in my head is what you see in the movies. Right. When everything it's is like just like. It's like a gush. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, yeah. but it was more. For me, it was more like, okay, this, there's something happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, called Rob and he came back promptly. So his brother and um, mom are at the house. They no, they w- they all left to go eat. Rob invited oh, me to go. Oh, you like called him on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. In my head, they oh, were yeah. all at the house because you said the dog was there. Oh yes, they left the dog there. Okay. And that's what made me upset. I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I'm sorry. understanding now. No, no, no it's yep. okay. I just. I don't always understand things. <laughs> well, I'm not a very good storyteller, so this is a good dynamic. <laughs> so we, um, so yeah, keep asking questions. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I called Rob, and I was like, "Hey, you need to come home. Uh, my water just broke." And Rob was like, "Was really uh, calm." As I think both of us can are very calm individuals. Yes. I would say that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'll, I'll be there. And then I could hear his brother in the background being like, what's wrong? And Rob's like, oh, Trevinia's water broke. And then his reaction was like, really? We need to go. And like, <laughs> he was like way more. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, response as you, a normal, uh, person. T- a typical person <laughs> would, would uh, respond. Anyway, so it's like seven o'clock at this point, and I'm having contractions. They're stronger because with the water breaking, uh, there's no more fluid to like uh, hold the baby, hold the baby, yeah. and also there's no fluid to cushion the blows. If oh, that makes sense, yeah, yeah, of those it contractions. So they get more and more intense as time goes on and also i did not know that you would be in the bathroom the entire time because i i thought your water breaks Mm -hmm. and then it just you're dry but that's not the case water your water breaks and then it just keeps leaking like there's nothing holding it there anymore interesting yeah so i'm just on the toilet with my laptop and writing this email writing this email (laughs) oh my god and rob is like outside the bathroom just like uh i i think i yelled at him rob i need my other laptop so i so i had both of my laptops there because i still had to finish some stuff up for the government and get that done i know i was a crazy person wow and then um (laughs) i was writing emails to uh, some key people in both of those positions just trying to get things situated yeah and then rob i could see like as he's walking by the bathroom he's like is everything okay like do you need anything i'm like i'm fine and i'm just trying to um get my mind off of the contractions yeah because i don't want to get stuck in the hospital for two days right like i want to make sure that (laughs) i am in a place like where I'm comfortable right. and it'll be fine and reading that book and you, you'll know moms when you come to a point where you're like okay it's time to go right 
without a shadow of a doubt yeah that came <laughs> and it was right around 9 45 10 o'clock I was like all right Rob it's time to go I'm gonna take a shower and then we could go to the hospital and at this point I could barely walk mm, um yeah. so then it was much better so we get checked in and they ask you that same stupid question like why are you there and you're like why do you think I'm here like you're obviously very pregnant and I'm st- I'm visibly leaking. Mm. Um and I re- retorted that, you know, to deliver a baby. And so <laughs> she <laughs> she <laughs> brought me back and they wanted to run a test to see if my water had broke. And I remember being like my water had I was like my water is breaking. Like my yeah. my water had broken. I you know you don't have to do a test and she was like well we we still need to and i was like okay what does that mean do a test i guess they wanted to like uh wipe you or something okay stick a swab in there to see if the fluid matched i don't know what that means yeah but what else would it be right i don't know so well they didn't do the test because they could visibly see like i was i was leaking everywhere like i said um, there was nothing to hold that baby in. That yeah. baby was coming. Uh, and the contractions were about two to three minutes apart at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they took, they tested me or checked me and I was, uh, four centimeters at this point. Okay. Yeah. So moving right along. Um, then they moved us, they transported us to a labor and delivery room and that was really nice. The I remember the transporter was very kind. Mm. <laughs> and again, with the signing the papers, yeah, you have no idea what you're signing. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no idea. They introduced us to a nurse. Her name was Missy mm. and she was the perfect person. Mm. She was the person I needed um, on to deliver this yep. baby. Those nurses were incredible. But Missy, in particular, she was the person I needed. So what time is it at this point? It is now 11 p.m. Okay. And I am six centimeters dilated. And this is the same day? Same day. Okay. So things are progressing right along. Um, And they wanted to give me Pitocin at this point. Wait, why? You were progressing well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Rob... He was a really wonderful advocate. That book yeah, um, will tell, give your partner like practical things to say um, to a healthcare physician or a provider um, if you don't want something. And he just asked, could we wait another hour? And because I was already progressing well. Yeah, I don't even um, understand why they were like, we want to give her Pitocin. Yeah, because at that point I was only there for an hour. And you were six centimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. From yeah. four. Like, yeah. that makes no sense to me. No. Yeah. So, but he asked if we could have another hour and the nurse and doctor were like, fine. Uh, they did give me, uh, I did ask for the nitrous, the, the gas. Yes. And that was great. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So. That was really good. Uh, just a little side note. The Pitocin, if you're just tuning in, the Pitocin mm-hmm. is a natural hormone that your body produces. Yeah. But when they feel like 
uh, labor needs like a kickstart, they pump you with Pitocin to kind of like get those contractions moving along. Mm-hmm. So that's why Trophina and I are saying that it didn't make sense. They wanted to yeah. pump her with that when she was already doing well. Yeah, exactly. So. It was it was odd, honestly, to say the least. Uh, but Rob was a great advocate yeah. and he knew exactly what to say. He had read that book. Uh, he even like highlighted some stuff and like was just doing whatever he could do to help me like he was like squeezing my hips and like wow. all kinds of things like because I I couldn't sit still mm. uh, makes sense right yep. um I couldn't sit still I needed to be moving I was like constantly flipping around um just to make the pain kind of bearable mm. um and just and you just had the nitrous oxide yeah whatever at this the point gas is called yep yep mm-hmm. yeah so I get to eight centimeters and the contractions are very strong, Oof. as you know, yep. almost unbearable. And I remember when I was like, I don't know what to do here. Mm. I think this, which looking back, it is the, and even in the book, it talks about like when women get to like, this is like where the, the, the pain is the most intense. Yeah. Honestly, is that eight, seven, eight, nine centimeters. Yep. Just that last bit really will kick in the hiney. Yeah, and she, she says in the book too that like a lot of women legitimately think that they won't be able to make it through it. You're absolutely and that's what I thought. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Tune in next week for part two.